This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show for episode 150. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in continuously throughout the season. And before the season started, we've been doing this show for a long Long time. Um, it's not. It's weirdly. It's not the 150th daily episode because those that tune in obviously know that during the transfer windows, this show becomes the Arsenal transfer news show, and I don't know how many of those we've done um, <laughs> either. But I, I, I'm curious actually now to check. But we've done a lot. Um, it's fair to say we've done a lot of shows. In fact, if I go onto the main page of the channel, it should tell me the Arsenal transfer news show has done I'm just having a quick check it's it's not even showing me uh, for some reason it's not up there maybe because I haven't uploaded on it in quite some time uh, 171 uh, shows on the Arsenal transfer show uh, that's quite a lot of shows over 300 that we've done in total which means I think we've nearly been doing this for a whole year uh, of daily shows of course there's been days off which is expected to do an 8am show every single day it'd be pretty crazy but uh, good morning to everybody in the chat box and thank you for joining me again uh, for these shows. Good morning to Paul, to Matt, to Stevie. Uh, good morning, guys. Marcus Jose, good morning to you. Garrett Reese, Damien, good morning. Danger Close, uh, good morning to Martin, good morning to Steve, to Harvey, to Daniel, Anthony. And, uh, and thank you for the kind messages as well in the chat box. Very, very kind of you indeed. Uh, thank you, Garrett. That's a really nice comment. Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate that. Steve says, uh, question for the poll. Uh, to celebrate 150, should Tom offer an all-expense weekend trip to the Emirates, including box office, free drinks, a five-star hotel, all travel costs from anywhere in the world? Steve. I mean, you sound like you're offering this as, you know, some kind of sponsor. So, Steve, if you want to sponsor this... It's all down to you, son. It's all down to you. Drop me a DM if you want to finance this giveaway. I'm all for it, mate. I'm all for it indeed. Uh, but good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be in the world. Thank you for joining me. And uh, without further ado, let's crack on with today's 150th episode by telling you, as always, to go and subscribe to uh, The Arsenal Way, uh, where myself and Bailey and Chris returns. Chris has had a very nice week off, um, but he returns today. Looking forward to having a big chat and a catch up with him. 
It's going to be very, very fun indeed to have a chat about Arsenal, although not so fun because we're chatting about Arsenal right now. Speaking of articles that you should check out from myself yesterday that went out, I did a piece about the decision to substitute Nuno Tavares and Cedric Suarez, went into a little bit more analytical detail about that. Another piece which I just asked the question, at what point do Arsenal sack Mikel Arteta? Which sounds like a really gloomy piece but it was actually quite an interesting um one to write in the sense of when when would we move him on you know and what what constitutes being annoyed at the situation what justifies the position to want to move and change coach so i did that and then lastly a piece on how harry kane using one of my favorite images of ivan tony i've found uh <laughs> in the, from getty images thank you getty for this um, is uh, a piece about how Harry Kane and Hume Song can infer, inspire Arsenal's summer transfer uh, market business by looking at more of an established, older striker in their mid-20s, approaching their prime years. We talk about Ivan Tony, talk about Patrick Schick, and Paolo Dybala comes up as well. So I want to give a read if you're interested in that sort of transfer stuff. Uh, we kick off, though, with uh, William Saliba, unfortunately tried his absolute hardest to stop PSG from taking all three points in La Classique. Um, scored right at the end, only for it to be narrowly ruled out by having his shoulder uh, offside only just. Felt really bad for the guy, but uh, ultimately played well during the game. Uh, definitely stood out in the Marseille defence as he has done throughout the season. Of course, at the end of this month, I'll be joined by Ben from the El Marseille View to be talking more about William Saliba and getting your monthly update. We do monthly update shows on William Saliba's progress uh, throughout his time with the club. So make sure that you're checking those out. But he also did an interview in which he told Le Palaisien, um there is always a chance after he was asked whether he will stay uh, in France next season. He said, I do not hide that I am very happy in Marseille. I have developed. I have passed a milestone. If I make it into France's squad, it's thanks to Marseille because there's a lot of visibility. You know, a little, mm, a little dig, little dig. If I make it into France's squad, it's thanks to Marseille because there is a lot of visibility, you know. Oh, the little, little dig there. <laughs> they are a very big club with a lot of pressure. But when you're good, there are a lot of good things that happen to you. We will see in May or June, depending on the discussions. Today, my future, I don't know what it is. Again, still open um it's still very open it's not definitive it's not done it's not finished and i think that he's kind of waiting on arsenal a bit to tell him what they want how can you act when you don't know what the club wants from you and i don't think that he does he doesn't know what they want from him um they don't know if he's going to be a player that's part he doesn't know rather if he's going to be a player in the squad and how can you ever categorically say oh yeah i'm going to be leaving or i'm going to be staying without having those conversations and you know he is going to have those conversations so there you go marcus says can you fix youtube it reminds me after you have started and when i go in says it's not started not your doing keep up the grind um and the good work i i can't control youtube marcus i'm afraid youtube has a mind of its own sometimes it tells you when i'm live sometimes it doesn't what you can't ever get away with though is that we do these shows 8 a.m uk time every single day if it doesn't seem to start at the right time just refresh your stream and it should come up for you as well so i can only i can only apologize for that uh let's move on to our next story thank you for the comments i can see in the chat box by the way i'm going to go through them after we've just completed the news cody gakpo scored the winning scored that's not a word scored the winning goal in uh the dutch cup and uh beat ajax in a 2-1 victory great great finish if you haven't seen it yet it is 
quite Thierry Henry-esque in the way in which he cuts inside and slams at home in the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, and the celebration with the knee slab was quite Henry-esque as well. You know that I've not ever hidden my appreciation for Cody Gakpo. And he's a player that I certainly would love to see at Arsenal next season. We are interested. We are a club with links to him. He is going to be expensive. There are rumours of around 30 plus, maybe even 40 plus million pounds that it would cost to get him into the club. He's a player that I'd love to see. And fingers crossed, it's something that we can see happen. But again, scoring a big game in a big moment against a big team that were favourites to get the cup. But Gakpo taking it home for himself. Alexandra Lacazette, meanwhile, has been very, very open about his future, talking about the possibility of him leaving and what he could soon um, effectively be talking about playing in the Champions League. I found it very... I don't want to use the word odd, but I found it a little bit strange timing um i found it very very strange to talk about wanting to play in the champions league when you know he's been part of the reason why arsenal have struggled so much not to get back into the champions league that's that's the situation for me anyway we'll read through the quotes he says i am in discussions with a lot of clubs i am open i have never cut contact with leon since i left i tried to return to the club once or twice a year to see the medical staff because we are really close leon knows that i am free they have come to the information um asked when if he was he'll join leon he says uh it's a bit more complicated uh that was basically asking if they'll if he'll join leon even if they drop out of europe and he said it's a bit more complicated i want to play in europe it's been a long time since i've played in the champions league i'm missing it it's a little more complicated nothing in life is possible nothing is impossible in life but it's a little more complicated loves using that word over and over again um it's frustrating because his poor form and poor performances have had a direct impact on Arsenal not pushing towards the Champions League plays as much and as frivolously as we would hope that they would this season. That's the frustration um, that he can talk so openly about wanting to play in the Champions League and that's his goal when your focus should be on trying to get Arsenal into the Champions League while you're here because you failed to do so in every single season that you've been here. So that's... That's a frustration. People might say I'm cynical about it, but I am cynical about it. And, you know, he should probably try and score more goals with us to get us in the Champions League before talking about moving to a club with it. Marcel Sabitzer is another player linked with the club. Again, Bayern Munich are said to be open to selling the 28-year-old attacking and versatile midfielder. Can play across several central midfield positions. I would be interested in this deal. I think it's a move that's suits Arsenal's kind of midfield in the sense that he would bring bring in quality, depth, experience. He's not the marquee central midfielder that we should be looking to kind of, you know, take over from Granit Xhaka. But in terms of adding experience and quality over the likes of Mohamed El Nelly and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, he certainly provides that. I also think he works quite nicely in that left central midfield role, playing alongside Odegaard and in front of Thomas Partey. When you want to go up against a side like a lower half of the team, like we saw against Southampton, when we could do a little bit more incisiveness, a little bit more creativity and verve from the outside of the box, Sabitzer, I think, would be a really good option. And at 28, you know, he's got three, four more years at the top level available to him in that position and the experience to go with it too. Very open to this move. Not as the marquee number one central midfield signing, but certainly as a replacement for Mohamed Elneny and for Ainsley Maitland-Niles, I would be all over 
trying to get a very decent deal from Bayern Munich for Sabitzer. And our last story focuses on a player that I know very little about. You'll be surprised to know. Uh, Edon Zegrova, uh, who is a Kosovan uh, international who plays for Lille. He joined Lille only in January of this year from Basel for a fee of around £6 million. Arsenal are said to be interested in him. So far since joining Lille, he's scored two goals, got one assist in seven games. Uh, and obviously previous to that, had six assists and two goals in eight games in the uh, Swiss Super League. He's a creative wide player, plays predominantly on the right-hand side, as far as I'm aware, and has done very, very well. Has played on the left as well this season. Uh, nine games at right mid, two games at right wing, two games at left wing, and one game at left mid as well for both Basel and uh, Lille so far. So a very interesting young 23-year-old player that we're said to be interested in signing. But beyond that, I know very, very little about right foot, uh, sorry, right-sided, left-footed uh, in that Pepe mould, if you like, of inverted forwards um, and playing in the position that Pepe, of course, used to play at Lille as well. So that completes all of today's news, which means we move on to the second half of the show. And if you've got any questions, throw them into the chat box and we'll try and get through as many as we can on this Easter Monday. Okay then, let's jump into the chat. Let's scroll up a bit because I know there were quite a few comments going on while we were talking about some of those topics. Jay says, Tom, I'll be honest with you. Always be honest with me, mate. Always. I've mentally checked out this season. I'm looking forward to the summer window. Can't get over having zero points in my last three games. Chelsea will roll us over. Meh. Jay, you know, to be honest, I'm not surprised that you've checked out um, because it's, it's, really, it's really frustrating, right? It's really, really difficult right now. Um, it's really... It's grating, isn't it? It really wears you down. Um, and I'm coming from the perspective of, you know, creating Arsenal content every single day, writing about it every single day, which I know is a dream job scenario. And I don't want to be naive in this. But when you do lose week on week, and it's the club that you love that you're writing about and producing content about, and that's your that's your 10 to 6, that's your 8am, that's your evening discussions on podcasts. You know, it is, it's difficult sometimes because you've got such a, a love and attachment to a club. So... Trust me, Jay, I can empathise with you um, in that sense because I can assure you it's it's not easy for anyone who's an Arsenal fan right now. Uh, Shaheen uh, and Lev, of course. Uh, who knows who it is? <laughs> it could be either of them. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for the donation. Absolute legends. Morning, young Tom. Congrats on reaching the new landmark. Keep up the good work, mate. Don't forget to send me your prediction. And looking forward to joining you on TGT soon. Um, yeah, if you aren't checking out the Arsenal Lounge, please make sure you do. I usually am joining them every single week. I can't tonight, unfortunately, because uh, the show isn't tonight. It's tomorrow, um, which I, I have something on. So, But uh, please, please do go and watch it. Uh, myself, Lev, Shaheen and Mo. Uh, who joins us every week, have a really good chat and discussion about Arsenal and the wider world thing, things as well that usually crop up too. So it's a good, nice chat, and you should be subscribed if you're not already. And uh, yeah, Shaheen Lev, we'll get you on the show very, very soon, I am sure. Um, Daniel says, Tom, I always miss the start because of the adverts. Oh, well, I can't help that. I mean, I need to pay my mortgage, unfortunately, Dan. So sorry. Danger closest. I'm just wondering how long Arsenal's no-point streak will last. Um... Yeah, I, I hope it's I hope it's over. I hope it's done. Because if we want to get Champions League football, we are going to need to win the rest of our games. That's not going to happen, but that's arguably what we need to do. It's ironically still in our hands. You win the rest of your games and 
You're still getting to the top four. Crazy. Uh, Space Monkey says, I can't believe we played Chelsea in two days. I know. Abdul says, Saliba will find it difficult to play under Arteta, especially when he's playing inside the same dressing room with Genduzi. Wow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think that when you're looking at a situation where someone like Genduzi has left in such acrimonious circumstances, you know, there's always the worry that his influence on Saliba has been there. But you don't know that. We don't know that for sure. We don't know if Gendouzi's ever been saying anything or convincing him not to do that or convincing him to stay at, at Marseille. We'll have to wait and see. Marcus says, assuming we lose to Chelsea, Man United and Spurs, do we make the top six? I'm really struggling to see how we win another game as well. Who knows, Marcus? It's, it's very difficult to see us doing that if we lose all three. But we've got some winnable games. But you also have to think that Leeds are really turning around their form. Newcastle United are really turning around their form. Everton, we'll have to see what happens with them because they could still be fighting for their survival come the end of the season. But, you know, Spurs have still got to play some interesting sides. They've got to play Burnley with a new coach that just, I mean, they got a very good result at West Ham yesterday. Veghorst, of course, getting on the score sheet. And speaking about Newcastle United, Bruno Gimenez scoring twice for Newcastle. So frustrating. So, so, so frustrating. Talked about him. And honestly, the amount of people that I'd leave in comments on the videos like, he's not even starting for Newcastle. He's being gradually bedded in. And you look at what happens when you play him and when you use him properly. And when he is being used, scoring two, winning three points against a lesser team that was not going to be easy. And he did it. So... There you go. Troy says, I honestly believe that nobody of good quality would want to come to our club that is so mediocre. Troy, I think that that's wrong. I think you look at the players that we've signed, you look at the money that we've spent and how we've spent it recently, it's been on good players. You know, we brought in good players that have improved us and we brought from other Premier League sides. We've bought from other big sides like Atletico Madrid, etc. So, and they've had to move. It's not like a release clause of Partey forces him to leave. He still has to choose to go. And he decided to move from there to Arsenal, despite them being in the Champions League. So you are always going to find players that will want to move. I've always said, using the analogy, imagine that the transfer window is 100 doors. And if you qualify for the Champions League, most of those doors, if not all of them, open up to you. Obviously, some remain closed because you're just not on that level of City and Real Madrid, etc. So the Mbappe and Haaland doors, etc. will still remain closed for now. But most of those doors, if not all of them, will open. And then if you won't qualify for the Champions League, all of those doors aren't closed to you. Plenty of doors are still open, but just simply not all of them. Um, The Europa League, the stature of club that you are, all are factors in being able to convince finances, of course, too. All of them enable you to sign players, but it does restrict you not being in the Champions League. That is for sure. Emelie says, has Nkunku moved up your possible striker options? He's absolutely balling. Completely changed the game when he came on yesterday. You know, if I'd be delighted if he was to be a player that we signed. I just think that he will go somewhere else. I can't see it being Arsenal. I'm gutted that we didn't get him from PSG. We nearly very much did. Um, we, we put in a bid at the time during that January with uh, with Unai Emery at the helm. And I think we eventually got Denis Suarez on loan. We were interested uh, and we just couldn't get the deal done, uh, unfortunately. Shreya says, hi, Tom. Your thoughts on Belotti? He will be available for free. And in my opinion, he'll be a very good and smart option for us. An Italian player doesn't tend to leave Italy, as we know. He's experienced, not outside of Serie A, though. I have a feeling that he will end up at Milan. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Belotti. But he is leaving Torino, as you say, on a free. And we'll follow that story because you can imagine that there will be links to him in the near future. Uh, Exhal says, uh, I love Arteta, but losing those last three games are rough. I still want to give him the rest of next season, though, to see where we can get because he has been doing great 
until this losing streak. It's something that I discussed in the article that I wrote yesterday talking about when would we stack Mikel Arteta. I think that if you finish outside the top six, there isn't much argument that you can put in keeping him at all. I know for some people it's a case of top four or bust. That's fine. I respect that viewpoint. I'm personally not in that lane. I'm in the top six or bust kind of lane right now. because I. But I wouldn't offer him a new deal. I really wouldn't offer him a new deal. There's part of me that even is tempted to say that even if he was to get top four, fortuitously, that I'd still wait. I don't know why. That seems crazy if he ended up getting top four, considering the situation. And probably I'd feel differently if we ended up doing it. But I just feel so low right now. And I'm so angry at so many of the decisions that have been made by Arteta in the last three games that have cost us. And I do point the finger at him for so many mistakes. Like, yes, you can point the finger at injuries and scheduling and the international break messing us up, which aren't really reasons to point at, to be honest. Only injuries is a genuine criticism that we've got. Refereeing decisions may be in the Brighton game with Martinelli, of course. But still, I, ju I just think that we look at what has happened in against Brighton with the decisions to put Xhaka at left-back and isolate Lekonga, to take off both full-backs against Southampton and strip yourself of your width on a natural, in a natural sense, having a right foot on the right-hand side and a left foot on the left-hand side. You just lost all width and it made us so narrow and we were just unable then to break Southampton down with any real meaning. We created nothing of, of real merit other than a fortuitous ball that fell to Emil Smith-Rowe who he couldn't get a foot on properly and Saka's right-footed shot that was never really going to challenge Fraser Forster. In the first half, when we had our full-backs on the field, we created the best chance of the game and we should have taken the lead through Saka's chance. So those things make me frustrated and angry and enable me to point the finger justifiably at Mikel Arteta. Uh, John says, give me a break. Uh, we were flying with a full squad and we picked up excellent players in the last summer window. I agree with you. That's why I raised that point. Abdul says, why is Arteta putting youth players on the bench? However, he was refusing to play them in the Premier League. I think he's just making up the numbers. I'm not saying that's right. I would certainly be using some of them. I'd be putting Mika Bireth on the bench as well. But I don't know why he's so intent on putting them there and not using any of them. It does seem a little bit strange. Uh, Amadeep says Arsenal are 16th in big chances created on course to concede more goals than last season. Does it make sense to lose one more year with Arteta? I think it. I think it's not a case of losing a year with Arteta if we're able to strengthen in the way. What I would say is that if the if we had our first team, if we had our first team and 11 players and our strongest team available for the entire season, I think we would have achieved top four. Through a combination of having everybody fit, a combination of the teams around us, you know, not being as good and us playing so well with our starting eleven, it being set and sorted. That that gives me the encouragement that, you know, there is scope to improve. And that when we've lost those players, Mikel Arteta's naivety in trying to force replacements into certain positions or make errors in how he's dealing with those injuries has cost us. I don't doubt that. But I feel like the first 11 that he's constructed this season was enough to get us into the top four due to the merit of his team building and his uh, philosophy with those specific players. But take away Xhaka for three months. Take away Tomiyasu for pretty much the second half of the season. Take away Kieran Tini and, Tommy and uh, Thomas Partey for the last 10 games. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely hit us. But be when they're back and when they're available, when our first team is there, you know, you can really see the potential. You can really see what we could have achieved and what could have been there. And that's why I'm willing to go another year if we finish in the top six at a minimum to 
to give another year, to add more depth, to add more quality, to get in a striker. That's what I'm willing to do, Amandeep. That's why I'm willing to give it that extra year because I've seen enough that that encourages me that we can still achieve things. The issue for me, and the only reason why you bring this up, is obviously because, you know, if there's a better manager you can get, and I mean, when I say a better manager, it can't just be any old manager. It needs to be a manager that suits what's going on. Because let's be real, Carlo Ancelotti is a better manager than Mikel Arteta. But it didn't suit the Everton project. didn't suit what they were trying to do. didn't suit that club. And that's why it ultimately failed. We need to get a coach that is not only, if we're going to change coach, better, but has to suit what we're doing, which is why I'm so against the idea of Diego Simeone, because I just don't think it works, in my view. I just don't think it would work. I think he embodies Atletico Madrid in a very similar way that Arsene Wenger for so long embodied Arsenal. Um, and I just don't think it would work elsewhere. So I wouldn't go for him, but I think there are coaches out there, if they were available, you know, I would have moved for but I don't think we will move on from Arteta, even if we finish outside the top six, honestly. Um, Marcus says, would love, to do, uh, would love to go to a show on Thursday, but since at lockdown, even more wary of travelling to London, are there likely to be shows elsewhere? And will it be strange? Marcus, that's absolutely fair enough. And I, you know, it's, it's your own comfortability that you've got to put above everything else. Um, yeah, for those that don't know, we're doing a show on Thursday at the Hippodrome in London. Myself and Harry from the Chronicles of Guna will be guests of a show hosted by Lee Judges TV, Lee and Dan, and at the Highbury Squad, Sophie, with special guest Kevin Campbell as well. Uh, there's been lots of interest, and thank you so much for all the people that messaged me and have messaged Sophie and Harry and Lee and Dan and, um, and have asked to go. I'm really looking forward to seeing so many people there um, and familiar faces too. It's going to be a really fun evening, 7 till 9, 18 plus if you want to go. I don't know if there's still availability, but if you do want to go, uh, all you need to do is email Sophie, thehighbrewsquad at gmail.com. Uh, and she'll hopefully be able to sort something out for you. But I don't know what the availability is is now. But 7 to 9 at the Hippodrome in London Leicester Square on the, on Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, is there likely to be shows elsewhere? I don't know. Um, this is just a one-off thing at the moment. The show is to be streamed, um, so you should be able to still watch it from the comfort of your own home as well. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm told that it's going to be streamed. Um, so hopefully that turns out to be the case. Um, I'd love to do a, a TGT live show. I never knew how much interest there would actually be in one. Um, but seeing the response to this and people being interested has been very humbling and it's great. So maybe it's something that we do uh, in the future as well. Um, Anthony says, will Tommy be back this season at all? I don't know. I really, really don't know. Uh, it's impossible. We're told that he's meant to be back in training now. He's meant to be back in first team training and we won't know until Mikel Arteta's press conference if that has happened or not. But that's what we were told. Let's wait and see. Um, Gunas says, next three games, draw, win, draw. Come on, you Gunas. Let's get to the end of the season. GGTV View says, thoughts on Saka at left back? I think it's a must. No, I don't think it's a must at all. I think Tavares at left back is absolutely fine. I think he was good against Southampton. I don't think he was exploited. I don't think he was left as vulnerable on that side. I thought he played... You know, a lot better than what we had in the Brighton game with Xhaka there. Uh, Mish says, if you keep Arteta for another year, I'd give him a contract. You still, you can still let him go if it doesn't work. With no contract, he'd either have no clout or do well and be harder to keep. I, I still wouldn't. Um, I think that it would be a, a huge cost. I also think it would give the club an excuse to keep him on beyond next season if it didn't go well too. So that's why I wouldn't give him a new contract if he doesn't finish in the top four. 
Uh, Full Cats Army says, problem is many fans think managers and players are plug and play, and it's not. Arteta, who is willing to build versus a manager like Conte, who only works with ready-made teams, won't suit our project. Hence why I've said, if Arteta is to go, we can't just get any old coach. We need someone that is going to be a good fit for Arsenal. Um, it's not a case of just moving him on and getting someone in. Someone rather embarrassingly in the comments yesterday suggested that they would actually genuinely sell our sell and remove Arteta for Sam Allardyce. This is the level of hate, personal hatred that grows towards Mikel Arteta that silly views like that start to creep into the mindset of certain fans. It's mental. Absolutely mental, but it's the where we are right now. When is Lacquer available for selection, says Malawi. Uh, as soon as he's recovered from COVID uh, is, is when he will be available. Uh, that's when we can expect him to be back, and we don't know when that will happen. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Troy says, I'm desperate to see Arsenal lift that Premier League trophy. Will I see it? I don't even know. I don't even know Troy either. At the moment... Arsenal are so far off what Liverpool are. I say so far off. You know, weirdly, we've been closer, I feel, this season than, than ever before. The games that we've put up against City and Liverpool, in the home matches in particular, I think have showed that competitive spark that's there. And we've got everyone available with the team that we're building. Away from home, still got a lot of work to do, without a shadow of a doubt. But we should have beat City at home. We absolutely should have done. And we were the better team when we played Liverpool at home, barring 10 minutes of pure genius and world-class play from Liverpool. So... That's the difference. The difference is 10 minutes. And at home, not in the away games, of course. But that's the difference right now. We need to close things down. We need to close that gap. And there needs to be intent and ambition and objectivity about Arsenal's recruitment and mindset in how they run things to get there. And at the moment, it's very, very difficult to see. Uh, Fuad says, I'm with you, Tom. I want to see Arteta with a proper squad that doesn't mean he shouldn't be made accountable if everything doesn't go perfect for him. It needs to be made. It needs to be able to adapt. What I would say is that having a proper squad makes him more accountable. You know, if we do strengthen in the summer and he isn't, it doesn't work out beyond, if we don't get into the top four next season, which is the absolute target, like there's no one, I don't think there's anyone next season that should be saying top, top four is not the expectation. You spent £250 million in my view, I think, you know, we've been pretty well to spend that money. I don't use it as a stick to beating with this season at all. But next season, after spending what we assume to be more money, you then have to be looking at top four, especially with the starting 11 that we've built now and what we can do to improve it even further. You have to be looking at top four next season. That is the expectation if he stays. So, And even if he goes, whoever comes in, I think with the money that we spend, you have to look at top four still. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see indeed. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always, for the 150th show. Thank you so much for making this part of your daily routines. I'll be back tomorrow morning uh, for the show. We should also, after my shift tomorrow, which finishes at 6, uh, have a preview show for the game against Chelsea tomorrow as well. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you guys, as it always is. Enjoy yourselves. Have a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered. 
by fans.